0: They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. How to really listen to people so you actually understand what's coming out of their mouth hey i'm donnie and the ceo and founder of success champions networking and the author of endless streamer referrals and this is growth mode where we talk about sales business development and growing your business hanging out with me as always is my buddy kevin snow the sales and automation tactician and genius And hang out with us as we dive in. How do you actually really listen to somebody? All right, Kevin. So active listening, one of my greatest skills in the world. I'm just, I'm, I'm absolutely suck at listening to people, you know? So, so how do we teach people to, you
1: know, proactively
0: listen to people so they actually can understand what's being said?
1: Well, I think understanding that it's actually a learned skill is the, is the first step for a lot of people. There are going to be people out there who are just really, naturally better listeners because that is their personality type. If you're a disc profile person, your, your S's are those people, but it is a skill that anyone can be learned that can be learned by anyone.
0: (laughs) Anybody can be learned. All of a sudden, Kevin just sounds on like he was from West Virginia. (laughs)
1: Anyone can be learned. I learned you good. Yeah. Holy Uh, Lord. (laughs) But, but that's the thing. It's really easy, especially when you're in sales and you're in front of a client, and you're start, you're thinking about, all right, so what do I need to say? What do I want to do next? You know, you're running strategy through your head to stop listening and miss key parts. So there's, you know, there's things I've had to learn to do to become a better listener, and especially since COVID and the lockdowns. My listening has gone to shit because now I have my desk is full of distractions. so like the distraction you sent to me while i was in the middle of a meeting today yeah so
0: literally the the wheel of time you know promo video came out that's coming out on amazon prime and to me it's the second greatest freaking book series written in all of all time and and second to harry potter in case you're wondering but (laughs) i know you weren't kevin but um you know, so here I am sitting in a meeting and I'm all I want to do is watch this promo video, which I did, which means I wasn't paying attention to the meeting. I was supposed to be, you know, a part of, so, so I, I mean, I agree that distractions are a massive things that are, that are happened to a lot of us because, you know, most of us run multiple monitors on our screens, you know, where we've got our phones and TikTok and, you know, everything else. Um, so it, it, can be very difficult to listen to people you know for me i've come up with a few tricks that have helped tremendously be more proactive in listening to others and and the first and foremost is i've got to understand who the heck i'm talking to and communicate to them effectively you know uh, the high C and the disc profile, which is really more of your Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, you know Spock from Star Trek, if you're into that kind of stuff. Albert Einstein, if you don't know who any of those other folks are, but they're they're the the more slow, soft-spoken people that tend to be more detailed. Um, they're the people that put way too much details in a simple story. And, you know, I'll squirrel out in a conversation and have to force myself to get back to it. So I've had to create a bunch of little tips, tips and tricks, not tits and tricks, but tips and tricks to be able to effectively listen to somebody. So That's going to be an amazing portion to be clipped out of this episode. (laughs) Leave that shit in there, Greg, because, you know, it's real life and you fuck up and say stupid shit. No, but. You know, I've I've gotten good at a couple of things and probably my greatest thing I've learned is to repeat back the words of what somebody is saying to me and use their words specifically. And I've got a funny story I'll tell here in a minute about that. But but, you know, Kevin, how do
1: you really make sure you're tuned in and listen to somebody? So for me, because when I'm meeting with clients, it's a lot of talking about you know what are their processes and having them walk me through what their steps are and what they're doing and how things progress and all that stuff. So there can be a lot of a lot of detail in there. So for me, I'll stop the conversation at different times and just say, all right, so here's what I heard you say, you know, let me walk, let me walk you through what you just told me so I can make sure I have it right. And I'll go through it. And then I'll get them to nod their head or say, yep, that's exactly right. And say, awesome. All right. So I have a question about this part. You said this, what does that mean? Or or I'll ask some, something that's going to cause them to dive deeper into a portion of their process so that we can get that next level of content from them. And then from that, then I'll go, all right, so let's go on. Now we're on step six. And we'll keep going with the process. But a lot of repeat, uh, asking deeper questions are is key for what I do to make sure I'm not missing stuff. And when, when you're having that high detailed conversation, which is what C's do, you know, it's really easy to miss key parts. So being able to do that recap, and review step is going to be key to make sure that you aren't leaving out really important stuff. You know, what's fascinating to me is, is I was really,
0: and this is, I'm not even being a smart ass here. I was really trying to stay with you as you were going through that, but I was squirreling out so bad. I had to start doodling over here. And it's one of the tricks that I've learned over the years. And it wasn't that your information was boring. I just squirrel out so damn fast that, that it's hard for me to stay attuned. So You know, one of the things that I do all the time is I'll doodle over here looking like Bob Ross with a pencil. Um, But, and if you guys haven't watched the Bob Ross documentary, holy hell, what a fucking shit show of his life and how they destroyed his name and brand over the years because a couple of greedy assholes. But um, I digress. But, you know, doodling does absolutely help me tremendously when it comes to listening. But, you know, I've found that I have to control the conversations. And one of the ways I do that is, you know, I go through a a very specific process when I talk to people to get them down the path and to tell the stories I need them to tell. And the only time I get thrown off is with the high C's because if, if they're not great at actively communicating I have to really pull information out of them because they get to points where they're like, okay, I said exactly what it was. And there's no natural flow. Oftentimes for them to come back and want to ask another ancillary question to make it a dialogue. They're waiting
1: for the next moment. Yeah. If if you ask us a yes or no question, we're going to answer yes or no.
0: Well, even beyond that, beyond (laughs) a yes or no. I mean, it's, it's, it's once you've answered the question, they pause and they're done, okay. Answer the question, and it's almost like you're they're waiting for you to ask another versus making it a dialogue back and forth. So, I've learned to have multiple questions in the hopper to go because there's nothing worse than being in a conversation with somebody and they're like, Well, yes, my dog's name is Bob, and they do just that. And in my head, I'm screaming, Okay, give me something or they do the just the opposite and they go oh my dog's name is Bob he is a golden retriever he's 13 years old he has bright brown skin and a little white tip on his tail and 45 minutes later they're still telling me about fucking Bob so so what i've had to do is learn to guide the conversation through questions through strategies but you know it's really helpful to be able to actually repeat back words that they're actually saying and and i've probably told this story before on podcasts and stuff but my wife and i are at a very hoity-toity you know penguin suit tuxedo style event and at a really nice restaurant and we got there and we met this really really, really nice older couple as we're talking they tell us about their chalet up in the mountains and they go on complete detail about how awesome the chalet is and all the details well as of you know you do at those type of events we ended up sitting at different tables and uh, after dinner we're walking around we're talking to a couple of other folks and that older couple comes by and i quickly waved them over to join our conversation and as they walked up i looked at the other couple we were talking to and i said to the older folks i'm like would you mind telling them about your cabin up in the woods and both these older folks man they just went red in the face i mean they're fucking pissed and my, both my wife and I could see it. The couple we were talking to could see it, and I said, I'm sorry. Did I say something rude? Was that a conversation between us that was I not supposed to say that? And the, the older gentleman, without skipping a beat, looked at me and goes, it's a chalet. And now look, guys. I'm a simple country boy from Texas. I don't know what the fucking differences of a chalet and a cabin is. I do now. It's literally square footage. But the fact that I called it a cabin, which he compared to a hunting shack, um, really highly offended them, you know. So go ahead.
1: You don't get to call it a chalet unless it's in the Alps. Right. right? <laughs> then it's a chalet. If you're in the Rockies or Appalachians or any other mountain range in the United States, it is a cabin. That <laughs> I live in Minnesota and we have lakes and woods and everyone has really nice houses at them, like million-dollar houses, multiple bedrooms, multiple bathrooms, you know, House uh, add-on houses for their guests to stay in, and they still call them cabins. Right, right. It's, it's like, yeah, I,
0: I, I, I don't understand it. But in their defense, we were at this hoity-toity event. You know, there's probably some decorum that should have been followed, <laughs> but I wouldn't have never in a million years realized I was fixing to offend them. By calling their chalet a cabin, you know, (laughs) but but it's those little things like that that we'll often do in conversations that completely derail. I mean, take somebody like Kevin, if I say one program versus another, he's going to be hung up on what the fuck am I talking about trying to figure out what that program doesn't do that. Why are you talking about fucking Kevin, just keep up with me. All right. (laughs) And that's a normal conversation between the two of us, you know? Um, But it it comes down to, you know, you've got to be genuinely interested in somebody, right. And really curious about the world and what they're doing and the things that they're doing to get their businesses, business, their life. So you can have a real conversation.
1: So when I was starting out in sales, doing the corporate thing and I was meeting with, you know, 15 to 20 new clients a week, you know, they start you off with this really horrible pitch deck that you run. And I really quickly learned that that's not how to do it. And I've started, Uh, figuring out, so how do I qualify and how do I do the questioning. And I put actually put together a questioning strategy that I would follow as I went through a sales call, especially the initial meeting where I'm trying to figure out what's going on, who they're doing, and if we can even help them and if they even are a good fit for us. Um, And I would use that so that I would make sure I got the right information, but it also allowed me to now start thinking about, all right, so I need to get to this point in the conversation. What are my cues? What are they saying? It's going to allow me to start asking those types of questions. So for me, it was always I'd start with really broad questions at the top. So, you know, company, how long you've been around, how many employees, multiple locations, all that stuff. And then I just keep getting dialing in deeper and I'd go from general questions to operational stuff to financial stuff. And you just get really, you know, so you get really safe questions. How long has your company been in business to, hey, how much does it cost you to do this one thing? What happens if this breaks? And you're getting into the more of the detailed stuff. But it forces forced me to listen to the cues so that I could ask the right next question, mm. so that the call didn't sound like I was doing an interview. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was interviewed on a podcast once upon a time. It's the reason I got into podcasting or I started my own show. I should say was the gentleman that was interviewing me literally went question one and I answered question one. Then when he got done, he's like question two and I answered question two. And then he was like question three. And I was like, Oh shit. You know? So I tried to ask him about a show and how he got into it. And he's like question four, you know? So, so when you have those series of questions, as Kevin said, it's it's it, you, you've got to make sure it's a dialogue back and forth and not just an interview process to get people through that. That had to be
1: a, just a, an excruciating hour.
0: Um the episode aired, but I, I realized he only aired about 20 minutes of an hour-long conversation because I started making kind of fun of him towards the end. <laughs> because I was, just trying no. to to <laughs> I was trying to entertain myself at this point because it was so fucking boring. Um, and I was just trying to pull something out of him, but by God, he was getting through his questions. So, I think the trick with this one, guys, you know, really is to be really invested in, in somebody is you got to be generally interested. You've got to be able to use their questions back to them or use their statements, phrases back to them, repeat them. You've got to ask for clarification of what they're saying so they can dive in. Make sure you're using their exact words and phrases um, as you go through, have a series of questions prepared that you can ask this other individual, and then don't get stoic in that process to get through, you know, all these questions. So, as always, guys, if you got any value out of this one, uh, any tips or tricks that really work in your world, do us a favor: make sure you subscribe, click the bell if you're on YouTube, if you're listening on a podcast, subscribe and follow. And please, guys. Tell one person about this show um, and let's continue to impact and change and help as many people as possible. Love you, mean it. See you Bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yeah, they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as success champions.